Hello, everyone, and welcome to Real Quick, episode 26. On episode 25, we gave our Oscars predictions for what we all thought was going to happen. Today, we are going to recap everything that happened because you are watching this or listening to this on Tuesday, and the Oscars were just a night and a half ago. And Seth, this is your first time ever watching the Oscars. First of all, I'll mention Cam is not here today. He's celebrating his five-year anniversary. Five is the number? Five, yeah, yeah. Five-year five yeah. anniversary with happy his anniversary, wife. Cam. So happy, happy anniversary, Cam. We miss you. We hope you're, you know... Eating a nice steak, maybe drinking some nice wine right now. All right, fellas, here are my Oscars thoughts. Stephanie Sue obviously snubbed, but I, I don't know if we actually thought she'd win. Carrie Condon and Angela Bassett snubbed. What the fuck are we doing, Oscar uh, Academy, I mean. Um, happy for Michelle Yeoh. Happy for Brendan Fraser. Happy for the Daniels. Happy for everything, everywhere, all at once. You know, it was my best movie of last year. I'm just happy it got, it got the respect it deserved, whether you liked it, loved it. Hated it. I don't know. Yeah, at least I had to acknowledge it was a pretty damn good movie. It was unique. It was Penis. different. All right. That was rude. That's where I'm, where I'm ending it. But the boys are here to talk about the Oscars. And first, before we get into it, I wanted to go to Seth because, Seth, you've never watched the Oscars ever? Or, like, this is the first time in, like, a long, long time? Or No, I've never watched it. Yeah, so overall, like, before, since you're just fresh to it, like, what did you think of the whole, like, event as a whole? Like, completely winners aside, like, just, like, watching it, how the event went on, how the whole charade of it all... What was your initial takeaway? Uh, I quite liked it. There was, there's too many ad breaks. That's kind of annoying. Um, I didn't realize there'd be that many, but it's kind of understandable. One thing that's I... kind of interesting about the ad breaks, though, just for you specifically, is because I heard that, like, because people were from some international, like, I saw Josiah tweeting this. Like, I think there were some things yeah. cut from the American stream that, like, the... I think you guys Margot had a little Robbie. more ads. Margot, Margot Robbie, Robbie, and there was a couple uh, other things. Yeah, that's um, weird. Yeah, I just saw it on Twitter. I think it was fun. I I don't really know what to expect. I think I expected just what it was. I've watched the, some of the speeches before. Um, you know, when 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 actors have liked have won. Um but uh it was good. It was it, I liked how they showed the clips and stuff like that. I know people were a bit worried if they were gonna do that. Apparently they didn't do that whenever it was. Um the backdrops were quite nice. Jimmy Kimmel I don't know, man. He's fine. He kind of annoys me sometimes. I don't know what it is, but it's like some of the jokes were okay. But they just get a bit much for me after a while to the point where it's like, okay, we're we gonna re like repeat the same thing over and over again. Um, but that was good. I I actually enjoyed it. I I, I kind of got into it. Um, like I I tweeted at George saying incoming George like four hundred seventy eight tweets. I probably did, <laughs> did five hundred seventy eight. Just because it's it's everyone's everyone's talking about it on Twitter and it's just everyone so everyone has gone feral on Twitter. Yeah. Last night. Like it's just you get just the engagement you get on that night is just fucking ridiculous. It's fun to be a part um, of. Yeah, it is. It is. I think every I enjoy... time I hit refresh, there was like another hundred and six tweets yeah, I had to read through. I think I enjoy the social media side of it more than the actual watching it. Like I like I like the announcement of the actual awards. It did. I hate how they fucking play them off. Like when those guys were thanking their families and they. Yeah, the visual, so the visual effects. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Avatar. Was, that was yeah, the most yeah. disrespectful thing I've ever seen. It's, it's so fucking awkward and, and i've seen him do it before and it's just like and um the way they it, the best picture i don't know one of you tweeted i think it might have been tyler the best picture announcement seemed a little bit rushed as well it's only yeah. we're trying to push for time at the end yeah. but um overall i enjoyed it i didn't like I, enjoy, I think i enjoyed speaking about it more than like directly watching it. i just enjoy the reaction of everyone just the the audience i guess yeah, that's fair. Uh, George, how yeah. about you? Just like completely winners aside, because we're going to get all into that. But just yeah. your overall takeaway, the production. I honestly think this was one of the better produced Oscars events we've had in a very long time. 
Um, I think they did a lot more to like engage non-film loving audiences. You know, the way for like costume design, they brought out all the costumes. But before they uh, announced the winners, they played a video of each of the of the performances, which I absolutely loved. I like Jimmy Kimmel. I don't like Jimmy Kimmel like in general, but I was watching his like a uh, monologue yesterday, and I was like honestly well done like that that was funny that wasn't cringe like it wasn't overly political the way i expected it to be um but yeah i thought the whole event was nice um i thought there were some uh interesting uh meshes of presenters like morgan freeman and margot robbie that's such a random collection of two people but i loved it uh but yeah overall i, I really think this was one of the better oscars that they've put on in a long time especially after the two kobe years because last year they got so much shit for uh not airing the tech categories and then two years Wait, ago they didn't add the, which they ones? the tech categories they announced all of those on the side yeah it's actually yeah it was shit That's people crazy. were so furious and then two how, years ago it last for then just one one year oh no, the no, event I mean, itself the actual, yeah. i don't know not too long interesting but also to like playing people off it's like the award show is already like three and a half hours. Like, just let it go another half hour at that point and let people get like another minute or two into their acceptance speeches. I'll never understand that. Like, if it goes on to midnight, I'm going to stay awake till midnight. So, I don't know. But overall, I thought the event was great. I'd rather them cut the fucking, cut some of the jokes out and allow some more time for the people to speak in their speeches and stuff. Yeah. Like, that's kind of annoys me. They'll spend so much time with these presenters giving them these scripts. Some of them are funny, some of them aren't. Where that a lot of that time could have been used for people actually thanking whoever they want to thank. That's what yeah, kind of irritates me. I mean, all like the side uh, side stuff makes sense. Like you like, I like that they do all the original songs and they all perform that. Yeah, um, there are a couple extra performances we could have done without, but <clears throat> I don't know. I guess they have to stick to their three and a half hour time slot or however long it is. Yeah. Yeah, I, I echo what George is saying. I think the production of this was the best I've seen. I, I've like been a religious Oscars watcher like long before I was on movie TikTok, so I've just always been a fan of it. I don't know why I'm drawn to it. Probably for the last like ten years, I've been an avid watcher, and I thought this was like the best one I can remember. Um, for Seth's knowledge, like Jimmy Kimmel, I thought he did a great job, and because the, the, the Oscars hosts have just had, especially recently, have just had such a bad history. We had a year where there was no host. Um, who did it last year? Last year was, was that Amy, one? It was Amy Schumer. It was Amy Schumer and like two, and other, two other people. So yeah. 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 So if you didn't like this year, like, so last year there was three different hosts that were all rotating around and you would have saw Amy Schumer in a skin tight Spider-Man suit being dragged, uh, dragged across the auditorium and, you know, by sus being suspended in the air. So it was, it, I didn't care for the host last oh, year. We, we had a year where um, there was no host of the Oscars. So like the past couple of years, like the, the host situation has been really rough. Whereas this year, I think Jimmy Kimmel nailed it. Um, for me, like I didn't love every joke he gave, but I would prefer someone who like takes risks at least as opposed to, you know, just like someone who tries to just be so vanilla. Um, but yeah, I thought the production was really great. I Like George said, I really liked the, the costumes out there. And what they used to do way back in the day was they would have like a runway fashion show of all the costume designers yeah. for those awards. That would be sweet to bring back. To like that really was a show long off. time ago. Yeah, I'd love, I'd love that to come back. Um, but yeah, I love that they play all the best original songs. Um, but yeah, the, the best picture announcement, we'll get to that. It was just, It seemed rushed and it was weird because they made so many jokes about like how this this show's going on for hours and hours and hours but then they kind of rush the ending and they cut some people off um but yeah it's tough like and they said at the beginning in the opening monologue they weren't going to play anyone off either they made the joke about it and had the not to not to dance come out but they managed to do pretty well on that they only had two people that were played off by music which for oscar standards that's like 
a, a home run like they normally play off like six seven eight like a lot of people and it's similar to what the golden globes did earlier this year i know at least george and i watched it where once you, they're talking for 30 seconds they'll play a piano and it'll like slowly get louder and louder and louder so they didn't do that i think the issue was where they just had a team of people on there and like i'm not going to blame any of the team of people winning but it's like from a production standpoint like if someone ends their speech and someone's not like immediately rushing up to the mic it's kind of hard like if you're in the production room you kind of gotta be like okay they're done with their speech let's go so it's, it's tough like i can get where the production would get messed up and see three people on stage and if someone's not immediately like rushing up to the mic to be like okay i think they're kind of done there but yeah it's brutal it makes me cringe every time i was just like Oh, it just made me clench my teeth every time someone's getting played off. It is so uncomfortable because they never stop. Like when, once they commit to the playoff, they're like, we're not going to just cut the music off. We're just going to steamroll yeah. them off the stage. <laughs> but uh, yeah, let's get into the actual show now. So um, we'll, we're just going to go in chronological order of how the show went down, give, give kind of our thoughts and everything. So beginning with the opening monologue, like George mentioned, I thought he, I thought it did. I thought it went pretty well. I thought he had a lot of great jokes. The Babylon slander hurt, not just because I loved the movie, but because like, I don't know. It's kind of shitty. Like everyone's there celebrating movies and like everyone know. like no one enjoys when their movie flops. Like I get the actors and actresses and all the people are still getting paid regardless. And it's like the production company is taking the hit, but no one likes to be a part of something that flops at the box yeah. office. So to make that joke kind of, that, that, that was, was the only one I had an issue with. That was the only joke where I was like, damn, that's, that's a little out of pocket. Yeah. He, Jimmy Kimmel made a joke the last time he hosted about that. Um, the movie Matt Damon was in the great wall. And he basically said the same thing, like, oh, it went on to lose like $150 million. But like, that's a, I don't know. That's a fine movie to like joke about that because it's like some shitty D tier. It wasn't nominated movie. for anything, right? Like, yeah, exactly. It wasn't yeah. nominated for anything. Babylon's here. It has what, two or three nominations three, to its yeah. name. Like, people in the room that were acted in it, produced it. Like, everything. yeah. But a best director winner already. Like, that was just such an out of, yeah. He said that joke and I was like, damn. He, Babylon really just caught that stray for no reason. Yeah, but it, it's fine, I guess. Like you got to take some risks, but I didn't love that one. But uh, once we got through the opening monologue, we got into the awards, and there was a tweet that like said what the order was, and it seemed like either that was a false tweet or they changed it. But uh, animated feature was up first. Guillermo del Toro's Pinocchio won. Uh, won the Real Talk Award. We all assumed it would win. Yeah. I think we all are in agreement. We all enjoyed Puss in Boots: Last Wish more, right? And I think Cam, Cam yeah, also agrees bit. with that. Yeah, yeah. But I don't know. I don't think Puss in Boots ever had a hope of winning. Uh, I'm, I'm re- like, sorry to people who love this, George. I know you really liked it, but I'm really happy Marcel the Shell didn't win. Uh, just because yeah. one, I just, I, I don't mind that at all. I'm, yeah. I'm happy it was nominated. I do think it was like one. Of, if we considered animation, I do think it was it's top five of the year for me. But I still take Gamble mm-hmm. de Toro's Pinocchio and Puss in Boots over. Right. I even take Apollo ten and a half over it. Mm, Seth, did you ever see Marcel Shell? No, that came out fairly recently, so I got a chance mm. to. Yeah, I, I don't know. Like, I didn't love the movie, but also just like uh, I don't really consider it full animation, especially when we disqualified other things in yeah. the past. So I'm happy that it didn't end up winning. But I don't know. Anything else you want to add on animated feature? I feel like that was a really, really expected. Obvious, yeah. Um, then we had documentary short, The Elephant Whispers. I believe Seth predicted that in our Oscars prediction. So I know <laughs> yeah. Seth, like, he's seen Banshees of Inisherin a ton, but nothing compares to The Elephant Whispers. Like, you watch it. No, you, that's that's, that's like your nightly, yeah, that's your, like, your nightly it's watch. It's a morning routine. So huge on that one. And then we got George who predicted documentary feature, right? Navalny. 
big fan of Navalny. Yeah, um, huge, yeah. huge Navalny guy. Here's a big documentary guy in general. Was that the yeah. Was that the Irish one? It was, wasn't it? I have no idea. I don't know. There, well, because there was a different Irish one with Irish in the name that we'll get to later, like the uh, Irish goodbye. Um, but yeah, the only documentary I've seen was Fire of Love, and I, I really enjoyed it. But I yeah, need to watch I that. I'm actually intrigued. They're making a feature film out of that, aren't they? Interesting. I, I don't know. It, it yeah. did really well, like both critically and both like when it went on Disney Plus. Like a lot of people ended up liking it. So. Oh, it's on Disney Plus. Yeah, that's because it's a oh, National so Geographic. I think is like who produced it. Like uh, they get yeah, rolled yeah, up yeah. into Disney Plus. Um, yeah, it, it's quite good. Uh, now we're on to production design, and this is kind of where the beginning of the you know oh I'll quiet in the Western Front might be might be making a push here because uh, they won production design. Babylon was the odds on favorite to win that one. I'll quiet on the Western front. Wasn't like a crazy upset, but they, you know, they weren't the favorite. Um, let's, let's start with George. What do you think? This listen, I, I think one, I love that all quiet, like kind of just like slept its way through the Oscars and picked up what four awards. Um, and I, I tweeted this today. I think the, the Babylon hive and I'm a part of that Babylon hive. It's top 10 of the year for me. They should be more upset about All Quiet winning production design over Babylon than score. I don't think All Quiet, and we'll get to score eventually, obviously. I don't think All Quiet winning score over Babylon is the craziest thing in the world. I would have picked Babylon, but All Quiet winning best production design over Babylon, that genuinely like took me back. Like I thought score was a lock, and I really thought Babylon was going to pick up that production design and walk away with multiple awards last night or two nights ago whenever you're listening to this episode. Uh, but all quiet, just they picked up production design, and that's where I sat back and I was like, "Wow, are we about to see like a BAFTAs night?" Because the BAFTAs, all quiet, cleaned up, and like we kind of saw that they obviously picked up four awards, and we'll get to them. But I don't think I'm so happy that all quiet picked up a chunk of awards. But people need to be more upset about production design than score. Seth, what do you think? You've obviously seen both. What uh, how do you feel about this? Uh, I w- well, I mean, when we did our predictions, I think, well, uh, who we want to win, I think I would have gone for Babylon. And I know that you mentioned it was the favorite on there, so I assumed it would win. It did that, did surprise me, I'll be honest. Uh, maybe not as much as score. I was really obviously we'll get on to score, like I said, but I was really expecting Babylon to win the score. I wasn't like that fussed about it because I do think all quite on the Western Front's production value was, was really, really good designing across the board. But I don't know, I just I just had a feeling that the Babylon, the Babylon would take both of them, to be fair. And I think I wanted it to take production design as well. I think that was one of the strongest parts along with its, with its music. Right. And yeah, I, I agree. And the thing is what I was, not what I look for, but when I was kind of ranking my own, like, cause I posted a video of my rankings of each award for like costume design and production design. And we'll talk about production design now. What, one thing I really favor is when something's so diverse, like all quite on the Western friends of war picture, they nail the production design, but you know, it's kind of, you know, it's the production design of the movie. Whereas Babylon had, when they're acting in various different movies, they have the set designs for those movies they were doing while also having yeah. crazy parties, extravagant parties so in the middle of the desert. Ones. So yeah. many different production designs that had to go into that. So that's why I kind of really wanted it to win this one. But it didn't. And uh, that's the beginning of Babylon's night of going 0 for 3. Night so, of terror. Should, should we bring <laughs> up the uh, the other? Uh, so Babylon, uh, Banshees, yeah. Elvis, so Tar shut out yeah i got the numbers right here so we'll go into that right now the banshees of Sharon goes 0 for 9 9 award nominations zero like the script we had no 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 you're good i just have like notes i don't really have like a script but uh yeah so i just have the numbers so banshees goes 0 for 9 
I mean, I know there, so there's a lot of awards it was nominated for that, like, it wasn't going to win. Like, it just wasn't the favorite. But there was some, like, I personally really I just, think it's the best screenplay of the year. I that's what I was Condon. like. I thought, I didn't think it would win, like, what was it? Cinematography score, uh, editing. I think it was nominated for editing. Yeah. Best picture. Right. I didn't think it would win any of these. I didn't think it would win. I didn't think Colin Farrell would win best uh, actor. I did think, though, I thought Carrie Condon could stand a chance. She should have. She should have. Yeah. Well, yeah, we'll get on to that. Well, we'll get to the, we'll get there. We'll get there. But I did think that um, I was like holding out for best screenplay. I, I thought that maybe you know. I'm telling you, and I know a lot of people don't believe in like, I guess the history of the awards or if like whatever precursor events. But yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. telling you, historically, whoever wins that best original screenplay, it's like a crazy mm. number where like 79 percent of the time they win best picture, and I don't think there was ever a chance that. Banshees was going to win Best Picture, so they were never going to give it Best Original Screenplay. Does that would that also happen in with it with, happen within like a the technical achievements like a production design and a a score and stuff like that? Does that ever happen with like All Quiet on the Western Front as well, where it's like preempting it? No. It, it, at the end of the day, the most important things to look out for before the Best Picture award is director, screenplay, and whether or not it got any acting nominations. That's why Parasite was fucking crazy winning because they won a screenplay, they won director, but they are the only best picture winner, or I think they're one of like two best picture winners ever to not have an acting performance nominated, which is why people kept holding their breath before that best picture award, even though it picked up screenplay and director. They were like, are we really going to give an award to a best picture winner that has no acting nominations? Right. So it's, it's, trust me, there's a whole psychology behind the Oscars. It's very interesting. Yeah, and it's it's pretty varied back to Seth's point. There's been times where there's a movie like everything ever all at once didn't completely sweep. Like there was a couple that dropped, but like there's movies like this that kind of quote unquote sweep that get a lot of technical awards and also win Best Picture. And there's also plenty of times where there's movies that get tons of technical awards, but nothing that's like the big awards, like actor, actress or anything like picture, usually, like, you know, more sci-fi or technical movies that can happen. So I think screenplay is the only big one. But uh, so Banshee's 0 for 9. Very upsetting. Seth's number one film of the year and a film that we all genuinely rate pretty highly. So it's not like, you know, Seth's an outlier here. Uh, Elvis also goes 0 for 9. And this is a movie that surprised me going 0 for 9 because we all are unanimous in agreeing that's one of the weaker, if not like the weakest of like the best nominees this year for best picture. But when you look at stuff like costume design, makeup and hairstyling, even the production design, even I didn't love the cinematography nomination, but even the editing in it, I thought was a solid nomination. Like, I think there's a lot here that I'm surprised it didn't pick up at least one. And it's a biopic. Uh, Like that does add something surely to to awards a lot of the time. So, Mm -hmm. and I think it's incredible. Yeah. Hair and makeup, especially. um, What was the other one you said? Uh, production design, production costume design, design. Costume design, yeah, yeah, yeah. Hair yeah. costume design, I can definitely say win. That's probably Elvis, win at least one. It was, Elvis was one of those movies where I didn't pick it to win anything except Best Actor, but if it had picked, oh, up, sorry, like, best actor, if it had yeah, picked yeah. up production design over Babylon, I, or All Quiet, I should say, actually, I would not have been upset. Because it's one of those movies where they beautifully showed us designs of various decades across like elvis's career so i think it would have been worthy for a production design uh award everything else besides best actor just seemed like a very weird shoe in like i don't know how it slipped its way into cinematography i don't know how no, it i don't get that way into editing i can get the editing nomination but 
I, I feel like a majority of people thought it was like choppy and very like dizzying at times. So that 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 nomination kind of threw me off, but I'm yeah. a little happy that it didn't win any Oscars. <laughs> well, <laughs> the, the best actor. Yeah, the the Ophers did not end there because the Banshees 0 for 9, Elvis 0 for 9, the Fablemans goes 0 for 7, nothing for the Fablemans, um, which yeah. that one. Elvis and Banshee surprised me because I feel like there was a couple that for sure would win. Fablemans, based on everything that was happening the, the months before, I'm not really too surprised. But it went 0 for 7. Steven Spielberg, uh, George, do you have any comments on how he makes movies? Based on no. what Jimmy Kimmel said. Oh, that was so funny. <laughs> what did he say? Oh, dude, Jimmy Kimmel basically made a joke that Steven Spielberg writes all of his scripts while just high as fuck. Oh, and yeah, like, he said, I swear. Bro, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, Steven Spielberg's face was like, bro, stop like, Stop outing me right now. Like that's exactly <laughs> what I do. Like, like, like the, the perfect example is ages, yeah. I joke about this. I joke about this with Victoria all the time. I'm convinced, like Harry Styles and a lot of these big artists are just laced on LSD or some like intoxicant when they are writing music. I think it's the same with especially uh, ET. Like, yeah, concept like, there's no doubt in my mind that the Daniels were on something when they were writing oh, everything everywhere. Else. Swiss Army man. Yeah, they yes. Yeah, right. Like there's no doubt in my mind that they were they were I don't know, maybe they were microdosing or something, but they were on something when they were yeah. writing that shit. And Steven Spielberg's face just made me lose my mind because he was literally sitting there like, bro, shut the fuck up. <laughs> but yeah. yeah, so that that was that was an awkward moment of the opening monologue, but it, it was funny for sure, because Steven Spielberg just caught so off guard. Uh but yeah. That was seven nom- nominations, did you say? Yeah. Uh, yeah, what did I say? Supporting seven, actor, seven. director, best picture, uh, best actress. I think I might have score oh, in there. Score. Maybe. Yeah. score, yeah, did you? So score. They, they start they start tallying up. Yeah, uh, I saw some of uh, an interview with Gabriel LaBelle when he's on the red carpet before going in. Love that dude. I hope he's going to be in a lot more stuff. The guy who played you know young Steven Spielberg. I thought he was phenomenal in the movie. Easily the shining light of the cast from the yeah, younger okay. characters, whereas you know Paul Dano and Michelle Williams were obviously great. Even Seth Rogen was great. Um, but yeah, that was just such an awkward moment. Now picturing Seth Rogen and Steven Spielberg in the crowd, like just they're both just like, uh, <laughs> like yo, stop fucking talking. Yeah. Uh, okay, and then Tar also over six. Um, I think for obviously Kate Blanchett was the one that everyone's holding their breath to win. The yeah. other five, it was simply it was just up against stiff competition. Even though I didn't love the movie, I thought the screenplay was really tight. I thought the directing was very good. So Todd Field just was honestly just outclassed in terms of the other people he was up against. But Tar goes home empty-handed. Um, Seth, I know you said Tar literally made you feel like you fell back in love with movies again, or it was feel- yeah. falling in love with movies for the first time. So, disappointed to top- see it go zero for six, like Banshees went zero for nine. No, because well, yeah, but I think like you said, cinematography, I can see it, but then I can't, I could never see it being um, or quite on the rest of the front. I would personally have it like the same, but then I kind of get that one. Uh, best actress, I would have probably had Kate Blanchett, but the way everything ever wants was kind of clear, and it was obvious. Um, I think it was editing. I think it was obviously best picture. Don't see that happening. Uh, I can't remember the other one. Oh, best director. Don't see that happening. And uh, screenplay just didn't see happening. So it's like I, I, I that Atari's just a thing where I'm glad he got nominations because it was my uh, number two of the year. It's not like Banshee's right. I think it stood a chance, and I would really, really give it to it. Whereas Tar, I think it just came against. You know, if that was another year, a less, you know, a strong year in a lot of those categories, I think it would have taken a few. Because I do think it's quite an Oscars film as well, I guess, uh, especially with Kate Blanchett as the lead. Um, but I'm not that annoyed about it. I, I love the film. Um, but like you said, it's, it came up against like 
hard things in this category, and it wasn't realistically going to win much if Kate Blanchard didn't win the Best Actress anyway. Right. Yeah, and that makes sense what you're saying. Like, you, even though it was your number one and two Banshees and Tar, you know, Banshees was the one you more felt deserved like the awards compared to the, yeah you know, in the categories. Yeah. Whereas Tar, you know, as much as you'd love to see it take awards, so you loved it. Not too upset about the yeah the misses. Um, and then the the two more that got shut out that were nominated for multiple Triangle of Sadness goes over three. That was like the lowest favorite in every single category it was in. So that's not really a big surprise. Even best picture. Yeah, it was the lowest in that as well. Really? So oh, it won the Cannes Film Festival, but after that, it just didn't really have much steam. And then Babylon, of course, we've already talked about it, also went 0 for 3. So those are all the big movies that were nominated for multiple awards that all were shut out. Um, but now we'll run back into kind of our rundown. So at this point in the show, Sophia Carson and Diane Warren performed applause from Tell It Like a Woman. And like I tweeted, I just think it's a very mid-song from a horrible movie. Like, that movie's genuinely just awful and bad and terrible. I've never, I've never heard of it. And then you sent your review, and it's like half a star. That was your half star, right? Yeah. 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 Or not this is a one. Tell it like a woman. But basically, it's a, it's a movie that's like six different narratives that are like short feature films that are all bunched into one and just all different narratives of, you know, womanhood. And it's not just me being a woman hater. Like, this is a movie that everyone's rating horribly, you know? Thanks, <laughs> like, so don't thanks think, for clarifying that. Yeah. <laughs> well, because like I, t- I posted on my letterbox where I like, watched it and reviewed it on national international women's day i'm like this just feels wrong but this movie just sucks. why why would you you didn't you should have waited a few days to post your review for that yeah otherwise well, i felt, I felt better because it, it's like just across the board everyone just dislikes that movie and not yeah, not yeah, just yeah. like a you know i'm not an outlier like it was a 65 like everyone's given this like even cinema joe gave it like a one star or something but yeah um, fair enough so yeah and then, then we got back into the wards and this is where a movie that people were thinking would be shut out but it wasn't top gun maverick picked up best sound um cool I, like no one was there from the production of the movie yeah but cool i don't know i Wait, no one was that I, I don't i didn't know well my, miles teller was there but like he didn't go on stage yeah he didn't go yeah. like yeah, tom cruise really wasn't and... in the best sound like award wasn't it like well tom cruise is just uh he doesn't go to any of them does he does he i don't know actually i can't really remember seeing that one before he was not yeah. there he's busy doing his meetings i'll leave you that <laughs> <laughs> perfectly said and then we got to international feature film which i mean argentina 1985 won one of them in the precursors i think it was a golden globes or something golden globes, yeah. but after that it was all quiet in the western front sweeping and with how especially it, with how this night was shaping up even before that like this was this was a lock this was a lock it wouldn't have made sense if they had nominated a best picture and they didn't win exactly best international feature film it wouldn't However, make sense at all. Right, but shout out to The Quiet Girl. We all watched it. We all enjoyed it. Seth really, really enjoyed it. Shout out to The Quiet Girl. Shout out to Close, yeah. because I absolutely love the movie Close. I haven't seen that yet. Yeah. Um, yeah. EO, on the other hand, like, it was just like a fine movie. I don't know. And, uh, you don't did Bardo get nominated for... Or was that cinematography? It didn't. It only got cinematography. Oh, yeah. okay. Cinematography. I need to watch that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's, a, it's, it's a wild movie. Uh, and then next up, literally the lock of the century, other than Ki Hui Kwan, but visual effects, Avatar The Way of Water. Yeah. Um... <laughs> Yeah. Can imagine? Can you just imagine if something else won? That? It'd be a very Oscars thing to do. What, what was it up against? That that award came like <laughs> after. Forever, wasn't it? That's hilarious. Bro. I'm pretty sure it was all quiet in visual effects. I'm pretty sure all quiet was. Yeah, yeah, probably. and Top Gun Maverick, I believe. And, and then, this this yeah. award, visual effects, came after like. Uh, all Quiet had won like two or three at this point, and that's when people were starting to speculate, like, "Oh my God, sweep coming, sweep coming." Yeah. So in my head, I'm like. There's no fucking way. I was like, there's absolutely no goddamn shot that Avatar does not win this award. But there was like a yeah. part of me where I was like, we could be seeing that, that would have been the, that would have been the crazy. craziest all quiet sweep ever here. 
It would have been great marketing if they give it to someone else against Avatar. People be all <laughs> over socials about that. More oh my it, god, crazy! Yeah, yeah that was the there. It, it was a lock, and that was the one, of course, where they played off the. That was just so bad on two friends because they played off the visual effects team. They played them off the stage, and then like right into Jimmy Kimmel making like a joke undercutting the work like visual effects artists do. Basically, be like, "Oh, you guys never see your families, and you're gonna have a happy hour TGI Fridays after this." Like, yeah. I get it. We all we all know they're underpaid and underworked, but like we shouldn't be making jokes about it. We should be like bringing awareness to it in a way of like let's change this culture. You know? Do you see the camera go on Paul Mescal when when they cut him off? Oh, it's quite funny. Yeah, he, like... yeah, he was like sheesh. <laughs> Yeah, all uh, Mezcal was the biggest vibe all night. He was literally sitting there like, I I shouldn't be here right now. He was, was he sitting by? Was he mom. right by Michelle Yeoh or he was, he was next to right? Was, was he next to Michelle Yeoh? No, 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 no. He was, was in someone front of Sigourney Weaver next to his mom. That's what I remember. Seeing. I thought he was by oh. someone huge because they kept showing. He, he kept being like in the background. He was next to, I thought he was Sigourney next to Angela. Who was next to Angela Bassett? I could have sworn it was Paul Mezcal. Sorry. Um... I can't remember, is it? I could have sworn it was Paul Mezcal, or some, someone was right there next to Angela Bass, like, holding her hand. It was either, like, Andrew Garfield or Paul Mezcal, or just one of these younger stuff. Oh, An- Andrew Garfield looks so good, man. Fuck, you know. He's got to keep that. Did you see though. my tweet about him? Probably just my tweet about Michael uh, B. Jordan and Jonathan Majors. Uh, yeah, yeah, I was like, these are some goddamn good-looking dudes. I, I tweeted, like, as soon as Andrew Garfield, I was like, this man looks scrumptious, <laughs> you know? Like, he looks... <laughs> Gorgeous, it's crazy. Yeah, there's some other dudes at that Oscars last night. All I tweeted about Jonathan Majors was it looked like he got fitted for that suit before his last like HGH cycle because that suit did not fit him. (laughs) I was looking at his tie, was like it did look a little bad. My girlfriend was like, That suit's awful on him. Like, what is he wearing? It looked wrinkly and like, (laughs) (laughs) Uh, do you know if you were like, if you went to the the Oscars, would you take a risk or would you just do what majority of them do and just wear a black suit? No, nah, I would just wear a black suit. Are you saying as an influencer going? Or are you saying like if we in an alternate reality for like a huge it, actor? It doesn't really. Someone who's going to be on camera, so an actor, someone in film, high up in film. Would you take a risk or would you just buy a black suit? I'd wear a black uh, suit. I'd do yeah, a black suit. Black suit. Paul Mescal took a bit of a risk. And uh, Pedro he's, did. He's always been a, he's always been a risk yeah. taker. He's got a mullet. He's got a mullet. Yeah, right. He's never been like a, just a straight suit guy. Did you see Pedro's like baggy trousers? Yeah, he had baggy trousers too. Yeah, they were interesting. <laughs> yeah, I love like Samuel L. Jackson suit because like I mentioned this to Riley, I was like, I love they just wear like black pants and a normal gray suit because I'm like, once you get to like that stage, just like nah, like I'm just throwing on the first blazer I see in my closet. Like, yeah. like yeah. this is how many has he been to now? Like you know, yeah. what I mean? what the fuck is it? Yeah, the, yeah, but um. So then, I, and I just realized the rundown I'm going through on the on this website, it, it, like, because I know the supporting actress and actors were early in the awards, but it's kind of seems like it's saving. You know, all awards are equal, but it's saving like the you know, bigger ones towards like the top of this list. So we're going to get kind of get to those towards the end because we're also just got more to say about them. Live action short, uh, an Irish goodbye one. So Banshees of Inisherin 0 for 9. Um, the Quiet Girl didn't win. Uh, basically no Irish awards were won except an Irish goodbye was able to pick up a win. So good job, Ireland. Big you up, didn't go home. Big up the Irish family. <laughs> and then they sang happy birthday, of course. Yeah. That was such a cool moment on stage. Oh, that was great. I love yeah. that. Yeah. Just nice. I love how they were just like so quick with their acceptance speech, just like spit it out and they're like, all right, we're gonna use the rest of our time to sing happy birthday. That was iconic. <laughs> yeah. That was great. And then cinematography, all quiet on the Western Front. Uh, I remember when this movie first came out, George said immediately, he's like, That's now my number one cinematography of the year. Um, and it, it went, it finished the year strong and ended up getting home, taking home the Oscar. So George, you happy about that win? I, so 
my opinion on that ended up changing because I had not seen Decision to Leave. I think Decision to Leave right. it came out before. Nominated right? again, yeah, All Quiet came out for Decision to Leave was my number one uh, best cinematography contender of the year. Um, but of the nominees, I, I'm really, really happy that All Quiet took this award home. Um, I, I have just such like a soft spot for like, and I don't want to sound like dark, but like a war aesthetic. I think there's just a lot you can do. And I think like, especially I didn't think any war film following of 1917 would hold a candle to it. And I don't think All Quiet quite holds a candle to 1917. Did 1917 win Best Yeah, of course. Roger did Deacon, it. Okay. Really. I didn't know. Absolutely. Yeah, so. Um, no, Deacons. Yeah, of course it yeah is. but just for the fact that we had another war film come out that like kind of touches 1917 just blew my mind and i absolutely adored it um yep. i think the cinematography category was and i know we spoke about this all the time but like the fact that the decision to leave wasn't there is crazy the fact that the batman wasn't there is crazy i would have even liked to see top gun there like there were so many omissions that just didn't necessarily make sense to me and this was the one category where i was like it literally felt like they just put every film that came out this year into a hat and just picked five yeah it's kind of weird and it was very odd but what of the, the nominees i am happy that all quiet took this one home what were the five uh it was tar elvis uh, uh was that uh bardo uh empire uh, of lights yep, yeah. and uh, and yeah also, okay, okay. Yeah, tar, elvis, and all quiet. out of them for me it would be between tar and all quiet i don't want tar, uh, all quiet winning that at all i think i'd Probably be my like top three, top five cinematography of the year anyway. Probably top three actually with Tar and Decision to Leave. I know we've banged on about it, but I just don't understand the decision to leave a mission. It's it in more than one category, but if you're gonna choose one specifically cinematography, it's just the kind of weird nominees. I haven't seen Bardo yet, admittedly. Actually, I haven't seen Empire of Light, but Empire of Light was Roger Deakins, so I guess it's Roger Deakins, it kind of makes sense. But um Elvis cinematography is just kind of a weird one to me. Um but out of them, I was happy with Tar or all quite winning. Um, I think I think all quite looks looked um, looks great, and uh, yeah, technically just a amazing film, like flawless technically, in my opinion. Yeah, Agreed. just back to decision to leave. Not to harp on this, but it is so crazy that it was just completely shut out. Like I would have loved a score nomination, a best actress nomination, a director well, nomination, a picture nomination. Like the fact that it was this is the thing. national film nomination is it's so fucking annoying. This is the thing. It's not like. I say cinematography and you say cinematography is like that's the only thing you could be nominated for. I seriously, out of things I've seen, and I've seen majority apart from a couple of the international features, um, actress, maybe even, no, I haven't seen Bill Nighy yet. So, you know, I, 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 Tang Wei 100% for actress. Yeah. Tang Wei 100% for director. Yes. Uh, was in my top 10. It, yeah, it's in my top 10. So, uh, best picture nomination, cinematography score maybe even editing it's not even just like cinematography this could have gone in so many different um categories and i think yeah. that might do how often do films get a nomination for just one category like does it happen often did it happen last night uh a quiet girl yeah i feel like if mm. it's not if it's a, an american film it's it's pretty rare to just only get one nomination i feel like you're either getting yeah. a couple or getting none but uh i feel like for international well, films like one. i don't yeah. mean i don't mean like the international feature films i mean like a technical nomination for just one. I guess Bardo only got one. Yeah, oh, yeah. Empire of Light only got one, too. I just don't get it. It makes no sense to me. I, I just don't understand that at all. Agreed. We are all decision to leave stands here. Um, for sure. Then there, there was another performance. David Burns, Stephanie Shu, and Sunlocks performs This Is a Life. Solid performance. I, 
It sucks because, and we'll talk about the sporting actors later, but it sucks because 70 Shoe had to go up on there and pre- pre- perform that after, like, losing. Yeah. But also, like, she wasn't really expected to win, but also... I don't think she's that bothered, though, to be fair. Yeah, like. yeah it's just tough because, like, everyone else literally won awards from that movie except her. But, yeah, I don't know. He it didn't, is it and is. he was holding one in the picture. Who did The didn't? old bloke. The fucking, what's his name? The old oh. one. Yeah. There's only four year old. Yeah, yeah, fuck that guy. Give it to the better performance <laughs> in the picture. Jesus Christ, man. Oh, man. Um, the next award was like the most surprising for me of the night, weirdly. Um, not in terms of the winner, but just like what I didn't realize the whale was like digital makeup, but makeup and hairstyling went to the whale. It was the battle of the fat suits between the Batman, the whale, and Elvis. And the winner of the fat suits was the whale. But I didn't realize because they like showed all that after they announced the winner that it was like all done like digitally. Yeah. Which I didn't, I just yeah. thought it was a fat suit. I, I didn't know. I tweeted about it straight away and I was like, it'd be so funny if Brendan Fraser just walked out in the fat suit. <laughs> I was like, I would die. But then I didn't realize it was um, digital. Kind of weird. I still don't agree with the a win. I think it's kind of weird. I don't I know. Don't I, I feel like it's a very one note movie for makeup and hairstyling. It's Brendan Fraser and that's it. Yeah. yeah I mean, it didn't look that good. It's also, and I'm going to keep bringing up All Quiet, but like All Quiet, you have to run through scenes where they have like cement on their face, mud on their face, like great I'd rather, in that movie. I'd rather like five films win it than The Whale, I think. Yeah, uh, I'd agree. Yeah, uh, yeah I was a very shocking. That's, that's a category I don't really care about, but even I was like, that's a surprising win over Elvis, especially over like yeah, Babylon and All Quiet and even the Batman. Like, I, I would have loved that to be the sole Batman W and just watch like Colin Farrell go accept this award or something in Penguin. Yeah, <laughs> it out. yeah it's weird. I don't get that one at all. Yeah, and the next award, which I've come around to a bit, so costume design was won by Black Panther Wakanda forever. The only reason I've come around to it, because I feel like a lot of people, the, the reason people, including me, dislike the costume design of this movie, is I think the suits were pretty poor. But when they were showing clips, I was like, oh, yeah, I forgot. Like, other than, like, the actual, like, heroes themselves, like, all the people in Wakanda, yeah. like, the costume design's pretty metal for that movie. It's, a lot of the special effects, I think, were pretty bad. Um, and the, the actual hero suits, like you say. But the actual, I don't even know what... Wakandan suits so they were they were especially yeah. you know in the in the little ceremonies they have and stuff like that they do look very very good so at first I was like what's the what's the, the girl called who had the terrible suit Ironheart Heart mm, yeah, yeah Ironheart right. I was like some of them looked shit when they were on the um you know when they were they were fighting in, in the water etc yeah but then when you do look back to it and they actually showed the clips it's like yeah it kind of makes sense it, it I does. think it's, it's it's the same uh it, what Tyler said about production design where like. Uh, all quiet just kind of felt one note across production design where uh, Babylon had to like kind of adapt to different settings. Uh, Wakanda kind of forever in costume design, like it's not one note, like there's a million different varieties. Did it win, it, did it win the first time? That, yeah, the when first the one, one, yeah, one in 2018 too. So like, I, 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 I'm happy Black Panther took home at least one award. This one made the most sense. And again, like Tyler said, it, it wasn't one note. Like they had to come up with so many different costume designs for this movie. It's like, Give the recognition it deserves. I would have liked to see Babylon win this award too, and the Batman. Yeah, yeah, that one. And then we had an animated mind. short that went to the boy, the mole, the fox, and the horse. I don't even. I think I might have predicted this one. I don't think I got predictions, that but yeah, I don't know. It's a uh, cool, good job. You have a lot. I might of... try watching these, man. Where are they available? <laughs> that one's on Amazon Prime. Yeah, pretty oh, much every one is available yeah, yeah. to stream. There's like a website called like the New Yorker that produced like a couple of them and then like everything else is on like either hulu or disney like they're all pretty much pretty yeah. readily available so. i'm not go through them yeah i mean they're, they're quick watches like a good thing you know while you're yeah. eating a meal or something but um next up original score 
Okay, I won't. Maybe my bias will say snub of the night, but you know, it's not a snub. It's not a snub. And the thing is, like people, like because I posted, like you know, a Babylon snub for this award, and then like people were replying like to my Instagram story, being like, "It's a shit movie." Like no wonder it didn't win. I'm like, okay, even the people who don't like it, I don't think a single soul <laughs> in this world has said they didn't like the music. Like the score is still so good, and the fact that it lost to the dubstep Foghorn was a little upsetting to me. But I don't like that. You know what? Go on, George. I'll say I was, I was just going to say, I don't know why Babylon became like the clear favorite or like everyone's expected favorite to win this award. It wasn't sweeping award season in original score. Like All Quiet on the Western Front picked up the awards. I think people just kind of accepted the fact that Babylon wasn't going to get a director or a picture or an acting nomination. So people just kind of shoot it in for score and like built it up to be like the favorite. And like, yeah, I would have picked it. I like the score better than All Quiet. But an All Quiet win here, again, you the Babylon Hive should be way more pissed off about production design than score. Score, All Quiet winning is not the craziest thing in the world. I, I thought that... Um, I actually really like All Quiet score. I actually, You know, every time they won, they did that... I actually quite like it. I think it sounds quite cool. Yeah. Um, da, da, da. I like that. Uh, but I will say, the reason I thought that uh, yeah, I prefer Babylon score a little bit, but I, I don't really care about it winning. The reason I, I, I think it was surprising, the reason I expected to win, is it's just a lot, it's a lot more in your face as a score, isn't it? It's, it's more uh, musical note that you can kind of, and that's a, it's, it's like a celebratory musical note. So I, I don't know if that had anything to do with it. So it did surprise me. It didn't win the Oscar because it isn't, the score itself is more in your face. You probably recognize the score a lot more, whereas the um, All Quiet one is uh, a little bit more subdued, sort of tense. And I don't know. This is coming from someone who doesn't watch the Oscars, so I don't know where they usually uh, reward scores. I don't know what what the ones usually award, but I thought it did really surprise me. But then I think at the same time, All Quiet was in my kind of like top three anyway. Um, so it's not a Banshee score. A Banshee score is great, but I wouldn't give it. But you it, get that listen, it, my, my top five of the year were The Batman, Babylon, All Quiet, uh, Decision to Leave, and Banshees. That's a great top five. That's what it says to me, to be fair. Yeah, Batman. So, Batman. Again, I would have picked Babylon. If, if, yeah, I would have given it to Batman. If I had a vote, it would have gone to Babylon of the nominees. But again, it is not that crazy that All Quiet won. I think people freaking out about that. I was just like... I think people started this like... I do think Babylon's was the best, but I think people... Babylon has such a, a community on Twitter that people just rallied for it to win best score. Yeah. And you've got people posting the same clip of the Voodoo Mama and the say every day. So it gets to the point where everyone's like... Yeah, it's a lock, but like, is it a lock, or are we just gathering a campaign on Twitter to make you think it's a lock? Whereas actually, it's not. Did it win much? Didn't win. Score. No. Oh, oh, across award season, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Justin How Hurwitz many... picked up a couple of awards. Did he pick up a couple? Okay, yeah. yeah. But did he? Did he like majority or? I don't know. It was a. Yeah, it, it was. There was not like. All, I don't know if he picked up a majority, but he picked awards. up the most. Okay, so he did pick up the most. Well, fair enough. I just think it's a massive. It's a Twitter film. It's very much a Twitter film, Babylon. Yeah, Time I just wish free. the Academy didn't didn't use Voodoo Mama and their like promotional material for the entire week leading up to the Oscars. Like it's like that, was that the was. best score of the year. Pat, Cam wasn't happy yeah. about that. Wasn't he? Yeah, that that was. <laughs> I do get that. That's kind of weird. Yeah. yeah. Well, weird. it's just kind of weird to me because like I think Babylon on Twitter and like Letterbox and stuff obviously gets great reviews, but critically like it's been so poorly received. So then just to be like that, that like the you know, the Hollywood elites all shitting on the movie and then just, like, using it for the entire, like, advertising campaign with the music is kind of like, okay, what are you did, doing here? Did, um... 
the Wolf of Wall Street pick anything up? I don't know. I just don't know if it's like a, a thing with no. that sort of film where it didn't. Nothing at all. Just because that's a quite comparable, isn't it, in the way it's presented? Like very audacious um, and yeah, I, I don't know if that, yeah, I don't know, man. I, it, 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 it lost best actor. I know to Matthew McConaughey. It lost best supporting actor to um, oh Jonah Hill. Yeah, he was Leto. Jared Leto. Yeah, yeah. Let's see. Here we go. It won nothing. Yeah. It wasn't even nominated conspiracy theory. Wait until the next like three hour fucking audacious film to come out and it'll win nothing. And then that's you'll see. Just saying. They don't like those sort of films. Yeah, good to keep in mind. And then we had a performance by the the people who won Best Original Song, Natu Natu, performed by Rahul Siplagunj and Ka'ala Bahirava. Uh, oh, like I just thought that performance is so electric. That was so awesome. The dancing on yeah, stage, the whole performance, and everything around that was blew me away. I loved it so much. I thought it was so good. Yeah, the I just wish the actors had done it. That'd been great. Yeah, hold on. I, I want to pull something up actually around this performance that one of my friends tweeted. Um, not a performance. Yeah. So, so one of my friends put on their story. Absolutely crazy to me how Natu Natu, a Telugu song, gets nominated for an Oscar. And the Academy chooses a non-Indian choreographer and a cast of non-Indian dancers to perform this song at the event. So I thought that was pretty interesting. Mm, that was interesting, to be fair. Yeah, I don't know. I, I was kind of hoping, obviously it wouldn't happen, but I was kind of hoping the actors would do it. Yeah, yeah, I, mean, I wanted it, them to. I, I knew they wouldn't, probably. It, yeah, I knew yeah. they wouldn't. But like, it also, like that, what I just read does not change my experience with it. Like, I still thought it was an electric performance, but I'm a little surprised that, like, that fact isn't, like, putting people more up in arms. Yeah, that's true. Like, I didn't should. Yeah, I didn't see anything about that at all. So, yeah. it kind of makes sense. It's surprising. Um, but I enjoyed it. I think it's good. I, I really like the song anyway. So, I'm glad it, I'm glad it won. It got some recognition because yeah, obviously, it missed out. It didn't. Uh, get submitted for international feature there anyway right, yeah uh, which you wouldn't have won but it'd be nice mm -hmm. but, you know. right but yeah I, I i was always wondering what that song and how it was going to translate to a stage performance because you know it's you know the lady gaga and rihanna songs like those are very obvious like how oh, they're just gonna go up on stage and sing the song whereas not to not to i was like how is that how are they gonna do this and i thought that the way they did it was the best even they could have yeah. used better you know people like from south asia and in, in terms of their performance but i thought the performance itself for what it was i thought it was incredible yeah, yeah. I, I enjoyed it it was yeah. good and then the next so now we're kind of into like the big awards so best editing went to everything everywhere all at once um what was that between that was between everything Everywhere all at once and i guess elvis was one of the favorites for that as well yeah elvis top gun Banshee, uh, everything everything everywhere and i think banshees as well was in there yeah uh, I, this doesn't surprise i i would have probably given it seven awards anyway so i kind of get this one it's understandable definitely yeah yeah the, editing is always always uh it's always an interesting category because there's never a favorite because I don't think anyone really knows how to define editing as well as like the it's, academy editing does. Can, editing can be also just preference all the time as well. Like yeah, editing. like it's hard yeah, to I define. Mean, again, like I, a well. lot of people like love the editing of Elvis. I know a lot of people find it dizzying. So I guess uh, it depends who you talk to. But everything everywhere just seemed like an easy fit for this one. Yeah, I mean, with everything else, you kind of knew that it was going to get it anyway. That was quite late on when you got it, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah, it was yeah. Late and yeah, I don't know. Like the thing that's weird for me about putting all these different categories for movie awards is the lines get so blurry because cinematography is telling telling a story through the lens. How is the camera moving? How's it shot? How's it blocked? Editing is you know how's it all cut together? But then at the same time, like 
the director still has so much input on both the way the film is edited as well as the way the cinematographer is working the director of photography is shooting the shots so it's like they're it's like they're all collaborative at the end of the day behind the scenes it's kind of weird to me like how to that's why editing is like a hard one for me because yeah it was edited really well but like I don't think the editing fit team is just handed like all the film yeah. and just says cut this into a movie. You know, I feel like I think it's just to give credit and, yeah. to the individual right. job titles and the cinematographers, right. the editors, and stuff like that because they don't get spoken about ever, really. You know, you don't hear right. about great editors a lot of the time, do you? But, right. You know, so yeah, it's uh, awesome that they got awarded. Uh, and now we're into the screenplays, and we get into the actors and the best picture. So, best adapted screenplay went to Woman Talking, which was a huge surprise for me. I really wanted it to win; it was the favorite. Odds wise, but the way the night was going, I was stunned that All Quiet on the Western Front didn't pick up this award with how many other ones uh, won. Yeah, but I'm very yeah, happy Woman Talking picked up the award. Uh, just kind of that would have, I, I think that would have blew up film Twitter if everything everywhere won adapted. I mean, uh, All Quiet won adapted, and then everything everywhere and won uh, original screenplay, and then it's just like this two horse race for best picture. Mm-hmm. Um, once Women Talking won that award, I was like, okay, All Quiet's chances are done. And I'm, again, like you said, I'm stunned it didn't win uh, Best Adapted Screenplay. I really thought this movie was just picking up award after award, and I thought that would be like the most craziest win ever. Yeah, that's kind of weird. I just thought about it now. I'm surprised that didn't win, to be honest. Oh, actually, well, not because I think it's a better film. I haven't seen Women Talking yet, but just because of how much else they got. It's quite surprising, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, I totally agree. And then original screenplay. Also... Oh, yeah, go ahead. No, keep yeah. going. No, I just one thing. It's, it's interesting that... Uh, that uh women talking was like the odds fate i know it would picked up basically every adapted screenplay award throughout award season but it's still shocking because like i feel like all quiet was received better than women talking i feel like glass onion was even received better than women talking by like most people um yeah so i don't know that that was such an interesting like i like i picked it in both my pools like i expect i thought it was going to win just because of its odds favorite and, and what it was a big favorite throughout award season it was like uh, minus two fifty, so like a favorite, but oh, so not, fa- not a fa- a yeah, yeah. But yeah, that that was a very interesting win. Yeah, yeah. So I I really loved Women Talking. I think it's like it's in my top ten of the year. I don't know where it is. I think it might be at like five or six for twenty twenty two. But yeah, I was surprised it won because is that five star? Four, uh, four and a half. It was like right under. Hi hi. Um, but yeah, so I I found it. I don't know. So they showed all the best picture nominees ranked by like how much box office it brought in. And Women Talking was the last. I think it had like nine million. So everyone always chirps to Academy saying, you know, not every Academy voter even watches all the nominees, which I think is absolutely true. And I think Women Talking of the nominees is like the one that I feel like the least of them watched. Like if you're going to miss one, I feel like that's one they all missed. So the fact that it won just surprised me because I feel like all quiet, you know, it's a Netflix movie. Like anyone in the Academy could have just random night to be like, oh, I'll just turn on Netflix I, or Women Talking. Also, just- release. On the name alone, All Quiet on the Western Front is right. one of the most famous novels and, and, and films, original films ever. Yeah. And it was so best picture surprising. in like 1930. So. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Weird. I don't know. Yeah. Good but, for a woman talking. Yeah, I'm happy to see, see a pickup award there. Um, and then we had Lady Gaga performing Hold My Hand, which uh, was an interesting performance. Was so it was a, it was a very stripped it's down performance, which was. I mean, it makes sense why it was so stripped down because like she didn't announce yeah. until like yesterday she wasn't performing. But. Did that mean like I get that you couldn't create a big set design or production design, but does that mean you have to be zoomed in like really on her? Weird. Not even her face; it's like from eye to mouth. Like, yeah. it was, like her like I was really confused by it. Man. It was so oh. weird. Oh, what, was it like because she was wearing a super extravagant dress on the red carpet, and then stripped down to like you I know just, a black t shirt and like no makeup? So was it like just like 
feel like basically like I want this performance to be raw and show my emotion and strip down, like show that I'm like not wearing makeup and show my m emotions on my face. So like the production team is like, okay, by that we mean we will just show only your face, nothing else. It's really weird. Really weird. I don't get it. Yeah, but I mean, her voice was amazing, but the well, it's way they, Yeah, the, I mean, the way they filmed it was just really weird. <laughs> Yeah, best cinematography right there <laughs> yeah. uh, and then uh and then we had the other performances rihanna performing lift me up and uh that was very good you know nothing Dude, i don't love away. that song I, I don't need like i can't listen to it in the radio i think it's way too boring of a song which yeah, I, I, I think maybe i'm not a dope. music snob but to me that song is just such a snoozer yeah, it starts. It starts so strong and then the flow just kind of like cancels me out dies down a little bit yeah it? Yeah, because like once the Super Bowl happened, I was like in a Rihanna kick and Lift Me Up is one of her highest listened to songs. So if you just like press play on Spotify and it's going through most popular, that one always comes on. And every time oh, it's like skip, like, get, get the song. Yeah, it's, it's a skip. It's a skip. Bring back the bangers. <laughs> um, okay, so all we have left is the actor, actor and actress awards and the best picture. But before we get to that, I want to talk about the In Memoriam because I don't know. The In Memoriam felt super rushed to me. Like I feel like normally you sit with it a lot longer. And the biggest what's, thing what, for sorry. Uh, it's what all the people in film community that died the past year when they had like, oh. Travis on stage playing the piano and like the so they do that every year. Um, but the big one was they missed Charles B. Dean, which is just crazy. So weird. Because Triangle yeah. Sadness is nominated for three awards, and she that's was she's not a supporting actress. She's the main actress the in that movie. Actress. And that's just that was so wild. I was waiting for her to come on. Like I was like, well, what what's going on here? Not that this would like make a difference to death, obviously, but it's not like she was died of old age or something. She was in like her early thirties. Do you know what right. I mean? This is yeah, a very really, young. really sad thing to happen to not include her. It's fucking nominated for best picture, like the lead yeah. actress. It's crazy that was so crazy. I didn't yeah. actually notice. I didn't think about it. I saw someone tweet and I was like, "Fuck, that's so true." It's yeah. weird, really weird. I, I don't know how they missed that because the way they do it is they just do like an abbreviated version on the Oscars and then like they said at the end like for like the full you know everyone who who died see the one so I'm, I'm sure she's in that one but still to not have her in the in that when presentation when did she when did wild. she pass she passed like a month before the film came yeah, out it was like probably August or something I don't know summer uh, of last okay. year I was gonna say maybe if she passed like a week or two ago they didn't want to like re-edit shit then that no no it was sense, the full like, film even came out yeah, yeah. that's that's tragic damn yeah which i didn't even know until i left the theater and i was like it gave me like crazy goosebumps because it's just such a weird thing you like yeah. watch a movie and like wait what the, that like 30 year old actress like i young, just watched died person like, as well yeah it's yeah, weird wild. yeah that was just very weird but you know in memoriam was fine other than that they missed a couple other actors and actresses but it's kind of expected but to have one that's nominated for three three oscars is wild but let's get into the best best supporting actor and actress now so one is did we do screenplay Screenplay. Yeah, we just did yeah. original screenplay and adapted screenplay. Oh, yeah, original screenplay we skipped over. So everything ever all at once won that, sorry. Um, which I thought Banshee should have won. Um, but I can see why everything ever all at once would win. Like, okay, I can totally see why in terms of, like, the awards and how that works formulaically. But I wasn't I wasn't nearly as high on Banshees as the other people on the Real Talk podcast. But I still think the writing and the screenplay was so bang on and the best part of it. So, yeah. I don't know. Unfortunately. I, I, just, I was hoping after that because I think, the strongest part of Martin Madonna as, as, as a director is his writing. Yeah. Um, and it just, I don't know, like, I wasn't expecting it to because I, everything all at once was, was kind of you know, sweeping up the, these awards and stuff like when it got best to director and stuff like that. But I do think that screenplay, again, it's all opinion based, but I think that based on writing alone, I, I believe personally the Banshees were the strongest in that list anyway. 
I'm, I'm all about the formulas. There was no doubt in my mind everything everywhere was going to win this award because there was no doubt in my mind it was going to be a front runner for best picture. And that would not have been the case if it did not at least win. I just, a I hate screenplay. Like, I, I, I agree. Like, I think there is a formula there, but that's, I hate that. You know yeah. what I mean? I like, just hate how there's a formula there. Like, why can't we just separate it and just give these other films, you know, an, uh, an award? If they're getting best picture, look at the writing and, and understand, okay, that maybe everything ever wants you, you think you had a better overall. I just, I just, the formula thing, I don't like it. It kind of puts me off because it's like, you, you almost know who's going to win, even if you think someone else stands a chance because they've won certain other awards beforehand. Yeah. That's, that's probably why I've never watched the Oscars before because that, that irritates me, like watching it. It takes away the excitement almost. Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, yeah, I, I can agree on that front. Award season is too long and all the precursors just can get really annoying. Um, but yeah, everything Everyone Wants takes it home, which basically locked it in for for winning Best Picture. But Best Supporting Actor was the lock of the century, Ki-Huey Kwan. I mean, yeah. he, he delivered and more. Like his acceptance speech was incredible. All the clips we've seen of Ki-Huey Kwan from that night were just awesome. So happy that he actually got the award. It's just one of those things that even though you know it's the lockiest of locks, like I'm still like holding my breath and they're announcing I'm like, please don't say Judd Hirsch right now or something. I, if they just said Judd Hirsch, you know, because they were speaking about him quite a lot, weren't they? Yeah. There was like a part of me that really thought that Barry Keoghan's name was going to get called. I don't know why, but like there was like, if you look at my, like the TikTok I posted, the oh, reaction, bro. I was like, oh my god! I'm like, I was a little nervous for a set. Like, I don't know why I had like that doubt in my mind, but like for some reason, I was like, the yeah. Oscars gonna do something to like fuck up our day, and like, no, be... no, that would make my day, <laughs> Mister. Right, I, I don't get the Judd Hirsch nomination. <laughs> I do not understand that nomination at all. I think Judd Hirsch as a nomination is like here, and then I even uh, what's his name? Tyree, Brian, 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 Brian Tyree, Tyree. Tyree. He was great. I really liked him. Him, Barry, Brendan, Keyquan, just just above them. Joe Hirsch is like down here for me. I don't get that. Like, I, I really that's such a weird nomination in my. It's just name wise, I think anyway. But I'm glad Keyquan won. It's, 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 it's nice seeing his speeches always. It's w um, W win. Yeah, W man, W gentleman. I like <laughs> yeah. That. Speaking of nominees, where there's four that are up here and one way down here, um, Seth correct <laughs> Seth correctly predicted this, and uh, so yeah, I'll go to him first. So Jamie Lee Curtis is your best supporting actress in 2022. <laughs> Seth, what is your reaction? He was so good. Um, I don't know. I'm like fucking. Thing is, I I do think she was good and she was serviceable and she did exactly what she needed to do. But like, she wasn't even the best supporting actress in the fucking film. Thanks. Crazy. I I think um actually I was gonna do a, a tier list for this. I haven't posted it yet, I've got it in my drafts, but I, I literally had a tier like A, B, C, D of, of supporting actors and actresses, and I have like Jamie Lee Curtis in D, I think she was good, and then like Terry Condon, uh, Stephanie Shu in A, uh Kerry Condon in the like the S tier, whatever, because I obviously that was my who I wanted to win, and then Angela Bassett in, in, in the B. And I just think even Angela Bassett is so clear to me. Who was the other one? Oh, Hong Chao. Hong, Hong Chao, Chao. yeah. She was also in Angela Bassett. I think every single one of them was better. And it, it, it baffles me because it's like there is literally another option in the same fucking film. I didn't a, have a much better option. Too. Yeah, I didn't have Stephanie Hsu as the, the best. Well, second best, to be fair. So it's like I wouldn't mind her winning as well. I'd like to. But it's just crazy to me. I just it's it's just on name alone. And also, I say it's like I say that it, it doesn't annoy me because I, I she was good. She also just comes across as a bit of a knobhead, to be honest. So, like, I don't know, man. I just, I just don't 
get it. It kind of infuriates me. Um, and not even just because I wanted Kerry Condon to win. Like, I tweeted about Kerry Condon winning. Um, wanted to, you know, uh, robbed and whatever, just because I thought. But even any anyone I would have preferred. Even if Angela Bassett won, I'd be like, yeah, fair enough. You know what I mean? It's just, it doesn't make any fucking sense to me. And I, I said this would happen. I knew it. And the Oscars is fucking shit, and I'll never watch it again. I, I really, I did not think that they were going to do it. Like, in my head, I'm like, there's no way. Like, there's just well, no way. She was the favourite. Well, I think she was, like, joined, wasn't she? This is, this is where I'm saying that the formulas are important. Just, uh, Jamie Lee Curtis came in hot off of two awards, and people were like, well, is she, like, now, like, really, like, an Oscars favourite? Like, is this really going to happen? Because the award season started with Angela Bassett. She picked up. Critics' Choice and Golden Globes, and I was like, "All right, Angela Bassett, about sweet." And then Jamie yeah. Lee Curtis pops in, picks up two awards, and we're like, "What the fuck is about to happen?" And then it seemed like a two horse race between Angela and Jamie, and we're like, "Well, obviously Angela's got to win." Like, are you kidding me? And then they did it. And then they picked Jamie Lee Curtis, who again wasn't even the best supporting actress in her own fucking movie. That one scene mm-hmm. at the end of Everything Everywhere All at Once, where Stephanie Hsu is crying, talking to Michelle Yeoh. That one scene is better than every other fucking scene with Jamie Lee Curtis. She was just, she was just, it was just a, like, it was a good performance. She knew exactly what she needed to do. I'm not saying she was a bad actress. I think she was perfectly, like, good. She was like, fine. She was just fine. There was, like, like uh, Stephanie Sue had to have range, though. Tyler. Dolly DeLeon. Like, yeah. we're not nominating Dolly. So, George, have you seen Triangle Sadness yet? I didn't know. Dolly DeLeon is like, She'd be like top three in the whole fucking year for me as supporting actresses. And we're having Jamie Lee Curtis win an Oscar. She's not even fucking nominated. I don't know, man. It's George's like this formula thing is just right, isn't it? Imagine if every year it was just the Oscars. There was like one, it was one film award. It'd be so fucking fun because you wouldn't be able to predict anything and it'd be out of nowhere. Yeah, um, that, that, yeah. man that gives me like that juices me up even thinking about that idea if there's only one award show how crazy because you go into it and there'd be so like every different big news website would have a different like take on like who's the predictions lock. yeah there was there's no like formula there's no calculation it's just right. like we think this is the best so we're gonna guess it's this you know what yeah. i mean it just but sucks I didn't that jamie like lee curtis was the worst of the five nominees and like on top of it like seth said she just is in the words of seth's film reviews a knobhead and both yeah. those combined just really just sorry my british came out then it does it does when i get angry <laughs> fucking geezer man yeah geezer. i'm not calling a geezer that's a good thing <laughs> yeah that's something not, i don't think it's a great thing in america but that's just we're different different i'll, I'll land remember masses. that when i come i remember that when i come to the u.s then yeah don't, don't get like a, a coffee at a starbucks and be like thanks geezer <laughs> <laughs> Uh, okay, yeah, best actor. Like best actor went to Brendan Fraser for the whale. Um, you know, yeah. it, was, it, it, it was a true two-person race between Brendan Fraser and Austin Butler. And it's one of those things where I said I wanted Brendan Fraser to win. I thought he would win, but when I said that, like I had a gut feeling in my chest that I was like, but I think I actually deep down actually want Austin Butler to win. Um, Do you so think I, he was the better perform? Do you think? Well, what was the better performance for you? I just feel like Austin Butler became Elvis. I don't know everyone jokes about the accent, but I feel like he became Elvis and he threw, took out, took us through the entirety of his life, whereas Brendan Fraser nailed the emotional role of the whale, but it was just the emotional role of the whale. So I yeah, feel like Austin I, Butler was just so, so good. I think I think this is a really strong category. Like I think Colin Farrell, Cole Muscal, Austin Butler and Brendan Fraser were all amazing. Mm-hmm. Uh, Bill Knight was probably really good, but I, I haven't seen it yet. Um, I, I would... If we're talking who I want to win, it would obviously be Paul Muscal or, or Conrad, just yeah, purely because of the films and how much I love them. But I I, prob- I would want 
I think out of those two, I'd want Austin Butler to win. I think, like you said, he transformed into, into Elvis, who's a completely different person. I think he really deserved it this year. And I said this in my video I did earlier. I said, like, you know, I did like an Oscars breakdown um, and a reaction, per se. And then I said that out of those two, I probably would want Oscars, uh, Austin Butler to win. And I had so many comments just saying, like, how would you want Austin Butler to win? I don't get it, man. Like, there is this, there is this like internal hatred for Austin Butler with a lot of people because of the voice thing, I think. Which is really just fucking weird, and because of all the memes that come out of it, people are just disregarding his performance. If you didn't like Elvis, that's fine, but to say that he wasn't one of the best performances of the year is just wild to me. I think he clearly was. Um, so yeah, I don't know, but if Brendan Fraser, who fucking cares? Like, you know, it's, it's a really good scene win anyway. So any of those could have won, I would have liked it, to be fair. Doesn't really matter to me. George, what are your thoughts? Yeah, I, I don't mind the Brendan Fraser win. Um, so, someone tweeted, um, whether or not you agree or disagree with the four acting wins, um, it's good to see that everyone that won is kind of like in like a comeback moment of their career where like they've been counted out and blah, blah, blah. And now they're back winning Oscars. So, do you think you know, that I, counts towards something when they like the campaign? No, but the formula, the formula works. Brendan Fraser picked up like every single previous award. So it was like, all right. The yeah, Oscars but that's what not, I mean. That's, but that's the what Oscars I mean. Oscars is not going to not pick him. Austin his Butler. story will yeah. count towards the wins he gets, won't it? Because yeah, I mean, Austin Butler was my pick. Um, him and Paul Mezcal, I, I would have liked to see. Uh, but again, like Tyler said, he became Elvis. Like he embodied every single persona that Elvis had to embody, every single emotion that Elvis to display he did his own singing which is something that rami malik did not would do um so so it's interesting when you pick brendan frazier to win over austin butler but then you pick like rami malik to win over uh you know christian bale and vice like it, it, there's no continuity here the oscars are like all over the place so like if brendan frazier was nominated the year of rami malik would he have won or would he have lost like what, what would they do i so think so it's just it's just so interesting how just like all over the place they are when it comes to like biopic nominees and it almost yeah. felt like at the end of the day they didn't want to pick austin butler because they just picked ryan malik like four years ago I, I just think that brendan fraser has this like he just has this story behind him he has this character where it leads people towards him more so even though the yeah. biopic clearly people you know the academy likes biopics and whatever there is there is this story for Renan Frazier for what he's all he's been through, which is deservedly so. He, oh, he's been through all this, he comes back and delivers an incredible performance. I think that stands towards something. So I do think if whenever Rami Malik won, uh, 2018? I don't know. Yeah. 2018? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, or 19 for 18. Well, it, it was the Oscars 19 for yeah, 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 for 18. Yeah. I think Brendan probably would have won then as well. Maybe not, but I just think he's got so much going for him in terms of story and his, his comeback and everything. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, I think I think Austin Butler's. I don't know how well Elvis will age as a movie, but I think Austin Butler's performance really will age because, like George said, and I feel like what what George, what you said goes has gone so under the radar this award season is that he sang the songs in Elvis, and like no one's talking about that. Like that's such yeah. an extra level that no other people bring to their musical biopics. Like Taron Egerton, he he performed some of the songs for yeah, I think he did yeah, because yeah, yeah, um, yes. Yeah, but like Remy Malik, as you said, won and didn't do that. And Austin Butler did he get a nomination? He no. did not. No, that was a big snub. I think his he was, his, he was nominated at the SAG Awards. I think that was the only. That's surprising. I thought he was really, really good. Mm-hmm. His performance is like I said with Austin Butler. What I think Austin Butler's will become. I think Taron Egerton's performance in Rocket Man has aged really well. I think Austin yeah. Butler's will the same way. Um, based on the way that people view the whale, I don't think 
Brendan Fraser's might not age the best because a lot of people hate that movie. But anyways, I'm happy to see him win. His, his speech was very weird. Like I tweeted, he had seven different whale puns in it. And I just thought they just kept coming. Like I was, you know, on the bottom of the ocean waiting for like, a, like I was like, okay, you're just keeping on going with these whale puns, aren't you? Dude? <laughs> I think he's just like an awkward man. You know, yeah. when you see him get interviewed and stuff, he's very like, withdrawn I it's really hard not to like him isn't it but you can't yeah, dislike no, him. no yeah, he's a very very good guy um yeah next up we have best actress which was a two-person race between michelle yo and Kate blanchett um the way the night shaped up i really wanted michelle yo to take it home just because i feel like it would have been a crazy slap in the face if everything else happened that night and then yeah. this didn't happen and cheating got yeah. but like before the night started i would have been very happy either way and like uh i can't remember or I, someone tweeted this at me and it was like this feels like or they, they compared it to some other award win, which I can't remember which one they did in the tweet. But basically, Kate Blanchett delivered probably her career best performance, but she's not going to win because she's pretty. She's already won for performances before. Michelle Yeoh has this great story, which don't get me wrong. I think Michelle Yeoh's performance is at the same exact level as Kate Blanchett. I think it showed a little more range but in terms of pure acting ability. Maybe I'd have Kate Blanchett if I had to give a score a little higher. So either one of those wins I would be happy with. But from a story perspective, I was happy with Michelle Yeoh winning it. Uh, what do you guys think? Yeah, I, I was happy with either. I, I really thought Kate was going to be the the winner, and, and I thought that because you saw at the SAG Awards, like every time someone won an award, they dedicated it to Michelle. Um, I didn't think that would have an impact on the Oscars, and I thought if anything, that would incentivize the Oscars to pick Kate Planchette because Michelle Yeoh kind of had her her big moment at the SAG Awards. Um, but again, it's one of those instances where I'm not mad either way. I think they both deliver career best performances it's tough that they're in the same category in the same year because either one of them could have won the award and i would have been perfectly fine with it i really did think kate was gonna like complete her almost uh award season sweep with an oscar win and pick up her second oscar or her third no second third second third, best third. actress but third actor right, 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 third right, right, oscar. Right. wait what did you get supporting for I don't know. Blue Jasmine was her her win, yeah, and then supporting came before that. Um, yeah, we're just gonna say it's for the Aviator, which it wasn't, but we're just gonna say it. It's okay. <laughs> uh, but yeah, like I said, it, it's one of those unfortunate years where you have two all time actresses giving career best performances, and they just happen to be stacked up against each other in one year. And I, I would not have been upset with either win. I'm very happy for Michelle. Obviously, I have Everything Everywhere as my second best movie of last year, so. A big reason of that is because of her. She carried that movie on her back. Uh, so I'm really happy for her. You mean Jamie Lee Curtis carried it on her back? Yeah, right. My, my fault. Yeah. <laughs> big I, brain uh, move. It actually was the aviator. So I was, I was just about, I was, yeah. when you said it, I was like, I think it actually was the aviator. Was it the aviator? It was, it I was, was the, the, aviator. the last time I saw, uh, watched a movie with her as a supporting role. <laughs> I was like, the aviator yeah, or whatever. That's, um, I'm, I'm saying to you guys, like, it's one of them where it's like, it's one, it's going to be those two. I really loved both of their performances. They were both my one and two. I had Kate Blanchett slightly higher. That might be just an internal bias because of the film, maybe. I don't know. But uh, I loved both of their performances. And I, I think, Tyler, you said it, it, it would be a bit of a slap in the face if everyone else got one. Um, if, if they, you know, everyone else got so many awards and then Michelle Yeoh didn't when she was the star, essentially, of the film. Um, yeah, it, it's one of them. It could be either or. I was like, Something I was, you know, I was thinking. Imagine if like Andrea Riseborough just wins. I, I, I'd be crazy. Shit, bro, 
Crazy. So who tweeted, Tyler, you tweeted, like, with the way the Academy is going, get ready for Bill Nye and Andrew Riseborough acting dumb. Yeah. And I was like, I was literally, I saw that tweet, and I was like, bro, shut the fuck up. I was like, stop it, stop it. Don't put that thought in my head. Don't fucking do that. That'd be so funny, man. Yeah. I was, oh, like, so prepared for, like, and the Academy Award goes to Ana de Armas. Like, oh, oh Ana de Armas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Even watching that cl- the clips of the, the like, <sighs> Her performance, okay, I'll speak for Cam because he loves her performance. I think it's his second highest Bex actress performance it's, it's of the his year. first. I thought he had Michelle Yeoh oh, above her, but oh, yeah, oh. Cam, Cam. Uh, I was I shouting out Cam because I know he loved Anna Darmus' performance. But just I think it was his clip, first, you know. But just I watching the clips that were shown before the nominees, like I, th- I even think the clip was just, I think that acting performance is already aged so bad, in my opinion. Like, there's, there's, hard is to that watch your, like, is that you thinking about the film as well, though? Because, like, yeah, no, all... and that's the thing. Like, it's hard to detach the two, but it's, it's, it really is. It also, really is. I, I also, I swear, her accent bleeds through like crazy. Yeah, yes. I agree. And, like, I that's agree, the one yeah. thing that bothers me. Like, when she, when you can't hear her accent and she's like fully in Marilyn Monroe form, I really do think she's incredible. It's it's occasionally. She'll say words. It's more than occasionally. No, that's the thing. Because when I watched Blonde, I didn't think the accent was that big of an issue. But then when they showed the one clip and you're just watching a quick snippet of it, I was like, oh, this is added Armas' voice. Like, not even barely masked at all. So that's why I just think this performance hasn't aged the best. But I will say for Andrea Riseborough, I'm happy this was award season's over for her. I don't know how much she played a role into, you know, getting a nomination, but if she didn't do anything for it and it just happened, I'm happy this is over because her people are going to forget about her nomination. There was like a weird deal with it. campaign, wasn't there, where it was like she right. might win. I don't so know what the I'm glad she doesn't have to deal with that baggage anymore. Unless like she was the one spearheading this campaign, then like screw you a bit. But did if, you, she, if, if she didn't, then. Did you think it was like a, like, I know you watched it. Do you think it was like a high, high performance? Or? Yeah, it's in my top 10 of the year. I, it might be like number six even. Like, it was very, very good. Oh, okay. I might watch the it. The movie's not it. great. Like, it's not bad. It's like a three out of five for me. But I think her performance is undeniably very good. Yeah, Then the last two awards of the night both went to Everything Everywhere at Once, Daniel Kwan and Daniel Scheinert for Best Director and Best Picture. Um, I just kind of lumped these both in because Best Picture, I feel like, was kind of obvious at this point since everything yeah. else had already won, but especially Best Director, just, you know, kind of just a final seal on the, the, the nose. But, yeah, uh, I don't know. Basically, okay, the question I have to both of you, so Best Director and Best Picture, which would you have rather like if they had to lose one which basically like which are you more upset about quote unquote like would you have like seth would you have really want a martin mcdonough to win best picture or best director or are you feeling like anyone was snubbed in best director because for this conversation put like all the formula stuff aside we're not caring about any of the precursors formulas just like purely best director of the year who who would you guys have actually wanted to win like, out of these I would out of, out the, of the nominees or just everyone the nominees available? the nominees oh, like, nominees okay. okay i would have I would have it's, still taken the Daniels, respectfully. I still yeah. would have taken the Daniels. And that's fine. I uh, think I, I agree, but I just wanted to know. I, I will say they were not my number one of the year, but my top two were not nominated, which was Charlotte Wells and Edward Berger. But of the nominees, I still would have taken um, the Daniels. I would have rather them have lost Best Picture to All Quiet on the Western Front. Gotcha. Um, but yeah, I, I'm happy they picked up both of those awards, though. Yeah, and that's that's exactly by, what I was by, for, yeah. by the time it got there, it was like it was so obvious. Like they weren't going to give it to Spielberg because the Fablemans won nothing else. They weren't going to give it to uh, Todd Field because the Tar won nothing else. Um, uh, Everything Everywhere had the original screenplay award, so it was like, okay, it's going on to win Best Picture. You might as well give it Best Director. Mm. I, I would have rather, I would have rather Martin McDonough taking Best Director, I think, and then everyone else uh, taking Best Picture because. 
I, I just think Martin Madonna is such a talented filmmaker, and I think the fact that he wrote it as well, uh, and obviously they, um, the Daniels already won for, for, for screenplay, so you know they've already got their kind of credits for their solo credits for for the for the writing of the film itself, right. and I think Martin Madonna I would have liked him to get some solo credit for the film, and considering he wrote it, the screenplay as well, obviously missed out on there. Um, I'd like a solo credit for him because um, I, I don't, I just didn't see winning best picture, and I think everything at once winning best picture is fine. So I, I would personally probably say I would switch out um, the Daniels for for Martin McDonough in that one. Yeah, so everything ever all at once is undeniably the movie of 2022 based on the awards. It's the most nominated movie of all time over uh, Lord of the Rings: Return of the King, most awarded movie of all time. Over really? Um, yeah. So even before the Oscars started, in terms of like award season, they had already been the most awarded film of all time. Um, so the Oscars were just icing icing on the cake. But I don't think it's I don't know if it took home the most Oscars in one night of all time. No. But, okay, that's I crazy so. i didn't know that i'm pretty sure return of the king still holds that w. yeah I, say, I think for a single night return of the king still holds the holds the cake. Didn't go yeah. like nine or something no it won like 11 it was nominated for like wow. 14 and it won like 11 yeah no yeah. yeah i think titanic won double digits yeah also, so that might yeah. Be yeah. Had titanic yeah. too i think la la land got close la la land Did titanic win best nine picture? or ten yeah yeah oh i didn't know when best picture for sure um, also, I just like uh, last thing, I guess, before we wrap up, before wrapping up now, I like that a lot of people um, argue that like the Oscars should use their platform to like progress cinema the way like Parasite winning really progressed, you know, foreign films coming into America and people like kind of opening their eyes and opening their minds to to start experiencing more films from around the world. This is doing numbers on indie this is a small indie a24 film with a budget of like a hundred million dollars or less probably uh, and it's just one best picture so that that is a really good sign that that i think the state of cinema is kind of moving in in a correct direction yeah, yeah i agree but um, after the, bu- the budget was well. 15 million 15 15 that's crazy that's still lower than I thought. Is that, is that including, wait, without the, the marketing budget? Yeah, yeah but the I'm marketing, sure. I don't think it was that crazy because I remember it came it out in theaters and it, it got a ton of buzz. Yeah. Like, it didn't come out in many yeah. theaters and only because of all the crazy buzz, they're like, okay, shit, we got to release this thing huge. 50, yeah. that's like, that's crazy, not, like, impressive. That's skin, that's skin of a rank. <laughs> that's, that's crazy. That's the for skin of a rank. <laughs> The only thing I'll say, oh, 15,000. Bro, imagine, bro, that was 15 million. I would say, like, we need to we need to audit this dude's bank account because he's like laundering this money. There's no way he's just confused. 15 million, 15,000. Yeah, that's my fault. Yeah, but the only thing I'll say about everything ever all at once is like, so I posted my Oscars reaction, of course, and you know. All movies do, but everything overall ones has a pretty vocal like minority of people that do, just hate the movie. You know, they say it's like corny, it's just awful, it's yeah, terrible. Every really popular film is always going to have those people. And I just find the the comments I get so funny when people are like, oh, "Once you like start to really interpret and understand film, you'll realize everything overall once is garbage." I'm like, okay, whether you want to respect the Oscars or not, by definition, who is more credible? Than like the Academy at the Oscars of like interpreting film and awarding. Like I said, I don't think the Oscars would be all end all. But if you're talking about by definition, like how can you be more accredited than being an Oscar yeah. voter at the Academy? <laughs> so I think it's so funny. People are like, you just don't understand. Like you don't watch enough movies. Once you watch more, like you'll understand that this movie is actually like shit when you watch more. But I'm like, okay, yeah, I've heard that, okay. that comment quite a lot. Man. Like, I get a lot of comments about it being like a Marvel film um, yeah. like all the time. 
And it doesn't help that the Russo brothers were the producers of it. So like, yeah, but if it was a fucking Marvel film, I wouldn't like it, would I? I love were it, they though. really? Yeah, they produced it. But I mean, at the end of the day, I think that just means they staked the money for it, pretty much. I no it. longer like it. Wait, were I'm they like the now. main executive producers? Yeah, they were. They were. I'm just looking now. Yeah, they were. With then well, why, why did they not accept the award for best picture? The Daniels like, produced it as well. Yeah, but who was who was the guy that they handed that award to? Because that's the first time we saw yeah, him. Yeah, he was. He the was best, the, the best picture award goes to the producers. Right. Why is there so many producers? <laughs> That's probably the thing. Are how many producers there is in this? All right, well, yeah, now it makes sense. That's why There's like eight. Us, but... Jesus Christ. <laughs> so but the Russo brothers are two of them, right? Yeah, yeah, the Russo brothers are two of them. That would have been jokes if the Russo brothers won the best picture award. Cause he, no, because he, he produced Swiss Army Man as well, so he's obviously worked before, so I'm assuming that was yeah. why. Yeah, makes sense. Well, No, it doesn't, comment. because there was eight producers on that as well, so... <laughs> The logic's flawed. Who knows? Fucking Any else. other comments you guys want to make in the Oscars before we wrap up here? Uh, Clock awards are better. Yeah. Yeah, that's damn right. <laughs> well, for, for closing, I'll leave you with this. The Whale won two Oscars. Black Panther, Wakanda Forever, a.k.a. Marvel film, won one Oscars. Mean, Oscar, meanwhile, The Banshees, Elvis, The Fablemans, Babylon, Triangle of Sadness all got zero. So Marvel and ah, The Whale. and at, Yeah. It's, all, it's just crazy that that stat exists on its own, but... As a whole, I think there's the production amazing, the awards mixed bag, but it was overall a fun night. I had a good time with it, and this is a good recap of all of our reactions to the awards and what we thought of it. So, thank you for watching Real Talk, Real Quick episode 26. You know, like this video if you enjoyed it, comment down below the biggest snubs of the night, hit that follow button if you're on Spotify or Apple Music. We're trying to pump those rookie numbers up. Thank you all so much, and we will see you on Real Quick episode 26 tomorrow, where we're going to review all of The Last of Us. See you then.